0: Fox 30 Action News jacks this morning. The area's fastest growing morning news because we cover stories that impact your family and your community. Morning news that won't waste your time. Fox 30 Action News jacks this morning. Weekdays starting at 4:30. Hello, welcome back to Babecast. My name is Megan. Thank you so much for tuning in every single week. I really appreciate you. Cannot believe that it is almost December which is crazy. I kind of feel like it's been December for a while now, though, because Christmas is just everywhere. Is it just me or is it happening earlier this year than ever? You know, I love Christmas spirit and everything. I'm not trying to be a Grinch, but there's only so much Christmas music I can take. And I would like to not start it in October. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I am very excited for you guys to hear this episode. It's just another example of how I love when people refer other women to me because my boss actually was hearing her speak at an event that he was attending. And he was like, she's amazing. You got to reach out to her and get her on the podcast. And I did that. And I'm so happy I did because she has like the best story ever. So please welcome to BabeCast, Elizabeth from Canines for Warriors. coordinator for canines for warriors yes i am and that is something that i, w- I misunderstood i thought you were like <laughs> just a volunteer for the organization but you are actually employed full-time by them and you kind of handle the volunteers for them yes is that correct yeah yeah and it's I non-profit right mm-hmm. okay cool so we're going to talk all about that but first i want to get to know you okay um all the fun stuff where are you from i'm f- Basically from here, I've been here since I was like six. So,
1: did you go to UNF? No, I actually went to Florida State University. Okay, what did you go to school for? I went to school uh, my degrees in humanities with a focus in human rights. So, I basically just was like, I want to do something helping people, but I didn't know how to go about that. So, yeah, because that's kind of
0: a vague degree. It is.
1: Yeah, it's very particular. Did
0: you have something in mind that you wanted to do
1: at the time? You know, it's actually funny because this is kind of how I got my start in canines too, but. I went into college like a lot of people do where I was like, I have no idea what I want to do. And I just thought back to high school and I really loved being involved with the service club and like helping nonprofit organizations. So I was like, well, maybe I could work for one. And so that's what I got my degree in. And then it happened to work out very nicely for me. So did you have (sighs) some gigs before this? leading up
0: to it, or is this your first full-time gig? This is my first full-time, yeah.
1: I was their intern um, over the summer
0: before they hired me, so okay. it was a perfect little leeway. And it's based here, mm-hmm. so did you just kind of come over? I feel like that's how so many full-time jobs start. Like, that's how internship. I literally got this job, yeah. too. Because <laughs> yes. then you get in with the company, and you learn so much more in an internship that you ever will in school. Like, no right. offense to school. No, but yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. I literally learned nothing in school, and I learned more <laughs> in my six-month internship here than I did in ever. In four years of school. But also, yeah. You're not fully, I mean, I guess I'm speaking for myself now. I'm not fully paying attention to <laughs> in class, but here I was like so interested because it's just on yeah, the job training on. kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, and did your family live here? My family does, yeah. Do you guys kind of stay here your whole life? You just went away to school and then came back? Yeah, my dad was Navy, so that's how we ended up here. But I was born in Virginia, but <sighs> okay. I so if your dad so was Navy, this kind of makes sense a little bit. You have the little tie in with military, yes, definitely. Okay. Okay. What would you say is like your hobbies like outside of work like what are you doing oh, on your weekends
1: <laughs> so I really like to like try new things and learn things so I kind of have a lot of hobbies but I'm not really that good at any of them I just like to try okay new things. what do you like to do um I've been trying to teach myself how to sew and I love that I like that means read. you have a lot of patience um which you know, is something I do not, I'm not that good at it yet but I'm working okay. on it <laughs> all right I'm
0: working on it um like do you like you essentially would want to like make your own that would be a dream.
1: I've been just kind of doing some hemming here and there. and you That's know, great. But we'll see. Maybe one day I'll be sewing on my own clothing. So <laughs> do you have,
0: like, a passion for, like, fashion kind of deal or not really um you just like to you just like to try new things
1: i'm definitely intrigued by it i wouldn't say i'm like you know the biggest fashionista but okay but i enjoy it it's cool. and so this is like a newer hobby shopping. of yours yeah okay. yeah i recently decided i wanted to learn how to sew so mm. i like bought a sewing machine one night at walmart at like midnight and was like all right let's do it and then i, I sat down that. with pinterest and been working on it so
0: it's the that's the cool thing about you know, buying that is you can literally, like, learn it all on YouTube, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know? We have, have it so teacher good nowadays. Like, I know. YouTube, Pinterest. Like, it's right. all there. That's awesome. Have you made anything significant that you're proud of yet? Mm, I
1: made um, some skirts this summer. I was going on a mission trip, so you have to have, like, knee-length skirts, and I made a few of them.
0: That is so That's cool. cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> What's your favorite place to do, or favorite thing to do in Jacksonville? Like, favorite place to go hang out? Um. Or favorite restaurant, I guess, would ooh. be... Taco Lou. Taco Lou. I live right next to it. You and do? It's a problem. I live on the beach too. Do you? Yeah. yeah. We've been going there a lot lately, like maybe too much. There might be a problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's
1: like their margaritas are great. Their tacos are great. You can't go wrong. I love it so much.
0: <laughs> it's very good. I agree with you there. Um, what about when you were a kid? Like, did you have this dream job scenario in mind?
1: Um, it's actually funny because when I was like a little, little kid, I wanted to be a dog trainer and now I'm not a dog trainer, but I do get to work with dogs. So that's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. Do you have a dog? I don't anymore. I live in an apartment and I so at Canines we rescue dogs from shelters and if they if we rescue them and then they don't make it into the program to be a service dog, we won't send them back to the shelter. Instead we adopt them out to a civilian home. So every single day I am tempted to come home with a dog. (sighs) Oh my god. It is so hard. But I like I just am never home and I'm a tiny apartment, so it wouldn't be fair to the dog, but I am like looking forward to when I can again.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you have that willpower to not just take every dog? (laughs) That would be me. why I can't even step foot into a shelter because it like breaks my heart because I want to take every single one of them home. Yeah, it's so hard, <laughs> but it's amazing
1: also. Like at least I get my fill at work, like petting dogs. Like that's such a totally a perk. Of so you, at it. least
0: you have that. Yeah, yeah but and your hard. dog would be like super jealous if you came home and <laughs> smelled true. all these other dogs on you. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real problem if you have one. Um, what would you say is your biggest pet peeve? Um. I think people assuming things
1: like I don't know okay. when people just make assumptions and I'm like I don't know about not- <laughs> you
0: specifically or just in general about things in the world just in
1: general I think I mean it's totally okay I probably do it too sometimes but when people are just like think they know about something and then it's like well it's a little off you missed the mark there but yeah they like think they like 100% got it right
0: <laughs> I don't know that's just came to no me. I get that like know-it-alls but yeah kind of Totally. I know. But I work I've probably with one been every, one every day. Too, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Guilty Pleasure, is you into any reality TV or what's your favorite thing right now that you're into?
1: Um, my favorite is shameless for sure. It's my favorite show. I watched
0: one episode of it and I my sister is obsessed too. She's yeah. like is so into that show. I couldn't get into it. I don't know, yeah. maybe do I need to give it like some more time?
1: Probably. I mean it's definitely like you just fall so in love with the characters, they're yeah. good. But I also for guilty pleasure I'm like embarrassed that I love The Bachelor and
0: The Bachelorette. So. Don't be embarrassed. I have a whole podcast based off of The Bachelor. Do you actually? Oh, my gosh. I'm <laughs> yes. checking that out after this. I love yes. it so much. I'm so it's, excited for January. Are you excited for Colton? Can uh, we talk about uh, him for a minute? We can talk
1: about Colton. <laughs> I'm not thrilled with their choice, but I'll take whatever Bachelor
0: I can get. I think that that's the kind of the consensus about him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think people are, ex- are not really that excited about him because it felt so shoehorned with the virginity thing. Right. And then... You know them basically, but there were so many better options. I felt I agree. You they know, had great guys like Jason would have been a really good bachelor. Yeah, I agree. and I think people were excited about the opportunity of one of them getting it, but they really like. With did you watch? Bachelor in Paradise, or I not? did. Okay, yes. so like the whole Tia and Colton thing, yeah. and then them like kind of. It almost made it seem like they knew from the beginning of that season that he was going to be the Bachelor. Yeah,
1: they like conveniently broke up after they were doing so well. Yeah, and it was like okay. right, <laughs> like
0: out of nowhere. Yeah. you know they were like, here's all this money <laughs> to go on this show, <laughs> and 25 hot girls I'm, chasing after you. I know, you, right? Yeah. Horrible life, right? <laughs> um What would you say your biggest fear is? Oh gosh. Um I don't know. Doesn't have to be like so serious. It could be like I like I hate flying. Like I'm not a big oh, really? plane person. Yeah.
1: Um I just am such a perfectionist that I get fearful of like mistakes, <laughs> like messing up. But um I need to like give myself some more slack
0: on that. Are you like a super hard worker and like you kinda like involve yourself in
1: I think I just get really emotionally invested, which okay. is good and bad, but Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with like know. work or just like with everything? Work. Everything. I don't it think works. that's bad. I think that just means you're passionate. Well, thank you. You know? I'll <laughs> take it that way. <laughs> okay. Um, so, canines for Warriors, I want to talk about everything you're doing with them. Mm-hmm. I know, like, what it is, and I know, but there's so much that probably goes into it that people don't realize. Yeah. So, you are the volunteer coordinator, but you're also doing other things. Like, you're going out to events, and you're speaking about what you guys do, and... Mm-hmm. Let's just start with the dogs. Like, where do you said they find the dogs in in shelters? Yes,
1: ninety percent of our dogs are rescued from shelters or um, our owner surrenders. So, if an owner can't take care of their dog anymore, okay. um, So. Luckily, we're able to save 90% of the dogs in our program so that they can then save a warrior, which is really cool. But it's also difficult because we have really specific requirements for the dogs. They have to right. be the right temperament, um, the right size, the right um, – like they have to be willing to work and train. And they have to be less than two years old because we want the warriors to have as much oh. time with them as possible. Yeah, so. of
0: course. Yeah, so it's, um, it's tough. So what are the requirements? Like does it, is it a breed thing or – so we have a lot of different breeds, especially
1: since they come from shelters. Most of our dogs are mixed breeds, um, but we do see a lot of the same breeds a lot. A lot of lab mixes and um, shepherd mixes, retrievers.
0: Um. Yeah, because I was looking at your website and I saw that you guys have a whole um, page on there of v- veterans who have like successful you know, Success stories. Yeah. yeah. So and there's just pictures of the person and their dog, which was I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And there's a <laughs> lot of pictures. But I did notice a lot of them look like either labs, golden retrievers or even um, German shepherds. Yeah, we do have a lot of those. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It's just no. kind of as long as the dog is like. So can you describe the process that the dog has to go through to train? Is it a very long
1: um, it depends on the dog. Okay. So if we get a dog that's less than a year old, and that's either from the shelter or from a breeder, because the other 10% usually come from breeder donations, um, they'll go to a puppy raiser. And they'll it's the volunteers who raise a puppy in their own home and start teaching them the foundation of their work as a service dog. Oh, And
0: really? then when the dog's
1: like about a year old, they come and live on our sh- on our campus. And, of course, if we get a dog from a shelter and it's already about a year, they'll just come straight to us, and they work with a professional dog trainer. They start on our campus um, just learning different Commands and learning to heal and learning to respond to their trainer and then once we feel pretty confident with the dog they'll start taking them off campus to go to like target and um you know go to the beach and go to the mall
0: and like where dogs are allowed inside
1: kind of things since they're service
0: dogs oh they're allowed everywhere okay yeah they have access got it oh wow okay so it doesn't there's not specifically a timeline it's just whenever you guys feel right
1: yeah, with each dog, you know,
0: dogs progress
1: at different paces. God, and, um, I can't even imagine
0: my dog. He's so stubborn, but it's <laughs> That's but I it's also like too. once they get older too. It's it, you know they kind of get like. Set in their old man way. Yeah, that's true. Old old that's ways, true. It's like,
1: can't teach an old dog new tricks. Which you can, but it's harder. I guess you can, but it's really freaking hard. Yeah, it's much, much more difficult. So, there's
0: a campus where they actually train the dogs. That's cool. Where is yeah. that? It's
1: in Panavidra Nakati area. Okay. Um, off Palm Valley Road over there. So, that campus has a lot going on. That's where like our offices are, and that's where our dogs actually do their training. But it's also where the warriors come. So, they come from all over the country and they live on our campus for three weeks. Really? Yes interesting and so they get there on a sunday night and they get you know they get their bedroom and they meet the other people they'll be there with and then on monday they're given a service dog and from then on for 3 weeks they're together 24/7 do they get um, to
0: pick them or no, no, you get placed with one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Our dog trainers and our warrior relations team, who process the um, warriors' applications, actually just figure out like everything they can about the warrior and their lifestyle. Okay, and then they know the dogs from training them for months. Right, so, so they, they match it, they pair them. Yeah, and Amazing. it's based off of like temperament and lifestyle. And they ask the warriors before they get here, like, what is it that you, what is your life like? What do you do every day? But they also ask, what is it that you want to do that you feel like you can't because of your disability? Mm-hmm. And they pair them with the dog that. They they think is going to help them reach those goals so
0: what are some of the instances of things that people warriors come in there and they're struggling with that they want help with that these animals can help them with
1: yeah that's a really good question um most of it is just going out into public and feeling like you're going out into public at all but also not feeling like you have to constantly scan your surroundings um a lot of the warriors like feel like they can't go to their kids events at school because it's like a big crowd and a lot of noise and you know a lot of commotion um or they go out in public and go to a restaurant and they have to sit in the corner where they can see everything going on and they'll ask like their wives or husbands or kids to like You know, keep an eye out for them also. And they're used to having that mentality in combat of having someone who's always got your back. So when they get So it's like a
0: paranoia thing almost.
1: Yeah, hypervigilance. And, you know, sleep is another big one. A lot of the warriors say that they have a really um, tough time getting a good night's sleep. Sure. And of course, course. when you can't get a good night's sleep, you're more irritable, you're easier to anger. Um, But a part of that is just like the nightmares that they have. They'll wake up in the middle of the night from night terrors. Um, So the dogs really help with all of that.
0: That's amazing. So yeah. what are the like, what do the dogs help with? Is it just like a mental thing? Or are they just, or are they like taught to be trained? When somebody starts acting a certain way, then they can calm you down? Or, I mean, it's just amazing what dogs can do in general. Like, I just think it's, it's so awesome. Yeah. But like, what are like, what are some of the things? Because I, I know everybody's so different. So yeah. it's probably hard.
1: And with, on that note, like whoever you ask with a service dog, like what is it that your dog does most for you, they'd probably all give you a different answer because oh, there's, okay. there's so much that the dogs do. But, um, you know, a lot of it is the training they receive. They um, learn specific commands from the dog trainers that actually alleviate the symptoms of PTSD. Like um, oh, wow. there's a command called cover, and that's where the dog faces the opposite direction of the warrior when they're in public and then alerts them if anyone's coming up behind them. So um, that way they can go into public and not have to constantly scan their own surroundings because the dog will do it for them Um, and they've also got a command called block and that's where the dog stands in front of the warrior and creates a barrier so no one can get too close to them and then they've also got the dog there to put their hands on and pet the dog and you know studies show that petting a dog decreases your blood pressure so they can just kind of focus on that and uh, relax a little bit and the dogs are also taught to respond to the warriors when they are having um, anxiety attacks or um, those kinds
0: of things what is that like like what do they do have you seen it happen in real life I have yeah you have. it's pretty
1: cool um yeah I mean wow I where I work I like see magic every day I feel like right. we call it dog magic like the trainers do a lot but just dogs they're so innate and they pick up on things that we would never be able to pick up on it's so cool
0: it is so cool um, and like just it's purely amazing so what is like have you watched this happen before and you've watched like a dog calm someone down
1: yeah so it's it's neat because you know the dogs they're Service dogs. So, of course, they're well-trained. They're very well-mannered. They have a command called under. So if you go to a restaurant, they'll just sit under your chair and be very polite and kind, as a service dog should. And then if something starts upsetting the warrior, the dog will get up and disturb the warrior. They'll distract them. So they'll maybe lick their hands, nudge them a little, wag their tail, kind of get in their face. And then the warriors are taught during their training, if your dog is doing this or if the dog is responding in a way they usually wouldn't, stop and check yourself. You know, Pet your dog. Think about your surroundings. If you're in an environment you don't want to be in, maybe get up and leave. Maybe focus on your dog and recenter. And before the anxiety attack even takes full swing, like, you can – kind of reevaluate It's so. a
0: distraction thing yeah that makes so much sense yeah. just with anybody with an anxiety disorder in general too right because it makes you it makes you stop thinking about what you're thinking about but it's crazy to me that the dog can pick up that you're starting to is it breathing maybe like you're breathing that they the dogs can pick up on yeah. or is that one of the things it's one of the things it's a combination and
1: again like dogs are just so magical but also the dogs and the warriors are together so much that they get to know each other at, like, next level. Like, they know each other so well. So um, the dogs can actually smell a chemical change in the Warriors when they start to have a panic attack, but also the breathing, the gait of their walk, um, you know, their speaking, all those kinds of things. They're literally attached at the hip because our, tr- our Warriors use a pants um, free leash that goes over their shoulder and attaches at the hip. So the dogs can really pick up on like small changes in their stature and everything like that.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. And it's
1: also so crazy because, like I said, they get their dog on a Monday, and then three weeks later we see them graduate, and it's like a whole other story of the bond between the warrior and the dog from the day they, you know, met each other to the day that they've been doing all this training together and they've been together twenty four seven. But then on another hand, like our warriors will come back later to visit, and it's just like blows me out of like blows me out of the water how much they've bonded in that time and like how much closer they've become during their time at home together
0: right so when they stay on the campus what are the things like are they just like hanging out eating lunch like what do they do are there like activities for them to do to bond with the animals or like what is what are some of the things that they go through or that they I mean it's probably like a trial run right that's what it is to see if this is like right for them
1: yeah, so they do public access training every day. Um, they get there and, you know, they do some training on campus where the trainers are kind of showing them what commands to use and those kinds of things. But then they go out and they go to restaurants, they go to parks, they go to the oh, mall. okay, so they don't
0: have to, like, stay there the whole time. Yeah, okay, they, got it. they go
1: out every single day to train.
0: Is there someone that goes with them as well?
1: Yes. Okay. And that's actually one of my favorite parts about the program, too, is that we have dog trainers who teach the dogs the commands and then we have warrior trainers and they're the ones who actually go out with the warriors to go to St. Augustine and practice with their dogs and all of our warrior trainers are actually graduates of our program so they oh, cool. get cool it's like they're all military they all have PTSD as well right um, and we service warriors with post-traumatic stress traumatic brain injury and military sexual trauma so um, oh
0: Wow. OK. They come
1: in and just being with other people who get what they're going through, the right. other warriors there and the the warrior trainers. It's it's really cool just how much that can help to have someone to talk to.
0: Yeah. Do you have any significant success stories that stick out in your mind of somebody that came in that you can think of that would like really just change their life around and how important that dog was to them and how it really like saved them, essentially? Because, you know, mm-hmm. some people I mean, I can't even imagine what they are going through. So the fact that these animals can help is just insane.
1: Yeah, I can definitely think of a few that are coming to mind, but um, one is Randy and Captain. So they're actually a a really, really neat story. Um, Randy was... a medic in the army, and he was really struggling when he returned um, from combat. He had two young daughters and a wife, and he was just really struggling to, you know, go back to life with his family sure. and be, you know, the husband and father that he wanted to do, to be. And he struggled with suicidal thoughts a lot. Mm-hmm. And then he um, came to Canines as kind of a last resort. Um, he was from Nevada, and he came all the way across the country, and he met his service dog captain, who was a rescue from a shelter. And since then, like. It's just hearing Randy talk about it is absolutely amazing. There's actually a video about them on YouTube that you can oh, check really? out. Um, yeah, it's called Dear Captain. And he's reading a letter that he wrote to Captain about just the impact that he's made on his life. And the coolest thing is now we've actually opened our second campus that's um, near Gainesville and Alachua. And so Randy and Captain have actually come on our team now and they moved across the country to help canines for warriors. And Randy is now the director of our campus in Alachua
0: because he realized how much that helped him in his life. Yeah. and he wanted to be a part of it. That's amazing. It's so cool. And it's just like it blows
1: blows me away. I can't. I know I've said that a few times, but really no, like what I do every it's day. So true. And like
0: <laughs> I'm sure that's not the only example that you guys have. I mean, I even when, when I said, like I said, when I went on your website, there's so many photos of these you know, veterans who probably were struggling. And what's the, I imagine there's a little bit of a um, process that they have to go through in order to, because you only have so many dogs, right? Right. Right. And so so many bedrooms on our campus. (laughs) Right. So is, is, are you guys the only one that like canines is, is in Florida? You said they Traveled yeah. across the country, but yeah. are there other organizations like you guys? There are. There has to be, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There
1: are other organiz- organizations. Everyone does it a little bit differently. Sure. So we're the only one that does the three-week in-house program. Some, you know, do a shorter in-house program, or mm-hmm. you know, some go to their own home to do it. They'll go okay. to a warrior's home. Um, but you know, there are other programs that are really great and that are helping warriors. But ours is completely free to the veteran, which is one really good perk about it oh yeah um and also it's just kind of become well known which is wonderful because Mm -hmm. we've had so many success stories and we've actually become the largest provider of service dogs for veterans in the country um and we were only founded in 2011 so it's pretty amazing that
0: is amazing yeah so Um, people like do they go on your website and like fill an application is there mm -hmm. i know because there's probably way more veterans than there are dogs yes there are right and it and it takes so long for the dogs to get trained so it's a process it's not just like give me a dog and
1: right it's not a weekend turnaround right um yeah so our the warriors can apply online and the wait time will vary but it's at just over a year right now so okay um yeah during that time we're in touch with them though we have wraparound services so before the warriors come on campus we're like calling them and seeing if we can help with other things and just getting to know them so that we know which dog to pair them with and then up until the point where they get on campus we're just kind of in touch with them checking base and then after they graduate we are able to stay in touch with them as well so we actually offer for, um they can recertify their training. We encourage them to do so one year after they graduate. And also if they ever need to come back, either their dog – is you know slowing down it's getting old maybe it gets sick they can actually retire that dog and make it a pet and come back and get another service dog from us really okay because i was all free of
0: charge i almost wanted to ask that question but then i like thought of thinking of it like maybe want to cry but like obviously it's it's life dogs get old like you know what i mean i wish they lived as long as humans trust me me. there's nothing i love more than my dog but like i know that that's life and that's something so they can kind of just have the dog to help them out and then they can get a new one or another one.
1: If they choose to. And it's cool, I mean... We've only been around since 2011, so fortunately, we haven't had that happen too many times yet, but we know that it will happen increasingly more often. Sure. But, um, you know, some of the warriors, they didn't feel comfortable going out into public, and then they get their service dog, and they go out with them, and they build confidence, and then after a few years pass, they don't feel the need to come get another one, which is wonderful, but then if they, you know, do still feel the need, then they're more than welcome to come back and get another.
0: So it's almost like a way to get them through that time in their life that they're struggling with and then realize that they can get back to normal yeah. normalcy somewhat I mean whatever yeah. is close and some to of it. the warriors who come you know they've
1: been struggling with their PTSD for years and years and just nothing has worked um, so hopefully when they come and get a service dog that will work for them
0: so you're the volunteer coordinator so yes. what do you do like on a day-to-day <laughs> basis
1: oh it definitely depends on the day but um, we have volunteers <laughs> that help out with a ton of different things we have volunteers like I mentioned that raise the puppies until they're at least a year old in their own home and that is a lot of dedication oh it's (laughs) it's amazing it's so much fun um I can't imagine giving the puppy away afterwards no I know (laughs) but then seeing it graduate with its warrior um a lot of the puppy raisers say that's when they're like all right I'm doing it again
0: (laughs) yeah Um, I bet so that's cool. It's worth it. You see the payoff, and you know it's for a good cause, obviously. But I imagine yeah. that's hard because you get attached I know. so quickly. I
1: know. It's, it's it's tough, but I mean we have puppy raisers that have come back and raised tons of pups for us. So that's great. It's really so you hard. said this morning you were at a school with the puppies? Yes. Yes, I was. Um, we were out there just kind of talking to the students about service dogs and why they're important and what they do. Um, we really like to get out in the community and share about our mission. Yeah. Um, and we also have these things called dog sponsorships, and actually this elementary school, school is striving to sponsor a dog and that's where, um, since the program is free to the Warriors, Mm -hmm. we have uh, donors who donate the majority of the funds for one dog to be paired with one warrior and when they do that they get to name the dog and they get updates throughout the dog's training and then they come to graduation and they see the dog that they sponsored graduate with its warrior. so that school is striving to do that
0: oh that's that's so cool cool. and so many other um people or companies or businesses can or have the ability to do that yes so we've had some
1: some big names um some of the dog names you recognize like you know we've had striker orthopedic um and so we've got some strikers and dell we have a dell and um and all these names that you might recognize right and then there's others that have like family names where someone named it after themselves or their child or their dog when they were growing up or something like that right they're really sweet
0: do you guys have like a lot of volunteers or are you and are they constantly changing
1: so we do have a lot of volunteers some other things that they help with are in the kennel with Cleaning and maintenance and upkeep, which is a lot of hard work, but also fun. Um, We have volunteers that go to events for us and share the mission of the program in the community. And then we have volunteers who cook meals for the Warriors. And that's pretty cool because since they do come from all over the place and they're here for three weeks, um having a homemade meal made by a volunteer means so much to them and so they actually come in and drop off these homemade meals for them every night while they're with us amazing
0: yeah. and yeah I'm sure they're like a little bit out of their comfort zone staying in a new place and yeah. Yeah. so how can people get involved or help or donate I'm sure donations which you guys yeah. have, if you're a you would appreciate <laughs> yes definitely how can people do all of those things well you can check out our website and on
1: there we have information about volunteering donating all those kinds of things and you can uh,
0: email me <laughs> on there it's Okay. Volunteers at caninesforwarriors.org. And that's you? Like, that's your, it goes straight to you? Or is yeah. there, okay.
1: I have, yeah, I have two emails. But there's a volunteer's email that's on the website, and
0: that goes straight to me. So I can send
1: you our volunteer opportunities and all those things. Um,
0: Are a lot of your volunteers um, people who this really hits close to home with? Typically, yes. Okay. yes.
1: Especially our ambassadors; they're the ones who go out and talk about the program in the community. And you know, so many of them have their own stories about either the right. way um, dogs have saved them, or someone they know, mm-hmm. or you know, about their military background and their families, or their own military service. Um, so it's it's so cool because it's something that everyone can relate to in some way or another. Absolutely.
0: Even es- if, especially you don't. being in Jacksonville, I was just going to say that. <laughs> I mean, this is a military town, so I mean, you if you don't have one in your direct family, you know someone who you know has been in the military or is still in the military so i mean you guys are doing such amazing things and you're so great at your job (laughs) (laughs) explaining everything to everybody so um more details on your website i know there's a ton on there i was like whoa there's so much happening (laughs) (laughs) i know
1: there's i mean we're growing so quickly there's so much going on so you can check it all out on the website
0: do you have any events coming up or anything specifically that you want to mention that people can come out to to learn more or anything well i mean holidays are coming up anything like that Yes. Something that I'm really excited about
1: is that we're at Deck the Chairs in Jacksonville Beach this year. Yay. So yeah, this weekend you can come out and vote for the chairs and we're going to have some puppies and training out there by our chairs. So oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's this weekend? This weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
0: Okay. And are you guys going to have like a little tent set up or something or you just are out there?
1: We'll be out there with a tent on the night of music and dance, which is uh, the 9th, I believe. Okay. December 9th. But yeah. Um, this weekend, it'll just be us and some pups in our chair, which looks remarkable. Oh, so. you have
0: a specific chair? We have a chair, I yeah. drove by it, um I think, last night, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's already all lit up. I yeah. feel like everything is happening so early this week. Oh, it's like
1: <laughs> holidays. I walked into <laughs> this video and was like, it's so festive. I know. We're all decorated <laughs> in
0: here. It's, like, literally everywhere. Okay, so do you have any advice for anybody, maybe, like, somebody... You just said your goal was always to help people. You love animals. I feel like you kind of landed in one of the most (laughs) perfect jobs for you right now. So do you have advice for any women who are, you know, maybe in college still and are working their way to figure out what the heck they want to do?
1: I would say if there's something you're passionate about, just run with it. Um, For me, I mean, I didn't necessarily know where I was going to end up, but I was just like, all right, I like this. I'm going to go for it. And so it worked out really well. And I can't imagine being in a better job just out of college. And um, yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited every day I go to work and it's like another amazing story, more volunteers coming in to help and just the generosity and like of the volunteers it just blows me away and I just I love what I do. So it's great. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Elizabeth, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.